Welcome to the Success Road Podcast. This is the podcast where we meet at the intersection of your life and then take decisive action to move onward toward higher levels of success. My name is Joshua Rivers from podcastguymedia.com and I'm taking you on this journey today. Now, I like taking various personality tests, but I also have to limit myself or I'm gonna go crazy on them. Two of my favorites are the DISC profile and then also the Clifton Strength Finders 2.0. I liked what I saw from those and have gained some insights from them. But a couple of weeks ago, I was introduced to another personality test called the Color Code. Today, we have coach and speaker Kelly Knowles to join us to be able to help us understand more about this and what we can be able to learn from and about the Color Code as well. Kelly, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Excellent. So can you start by letting us know a little bit more about what the color code is and then how it's different from other personality tests? Yes, thank you. I learned about the color code about four years ago. It's actually been around for around 30 and it was developed by a psychiatrist named Taylor Hartman. What he was trying to do is figure out how to help his patients get better faster. And so what he did is he developed the color code, which is four colors. What I found to be most significant in it, I've taken the disc and the strength finder and some of the others out there. What made the color code a differentiator for me is that it delves down into what is your driving core motive. And the impetus is this is something that you were born with. This is your natural state. It is what drives you in your most authentic self. And I heard about it from a speaker. I looked at my husband. I said, I'm a red, you're a white, and this explains everything. And that is what led me to my journey to learning about the color code, as well as getting my certification to train others on color code. Okay. So since I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, I took the free test and turns out that I'm a white. So how can we be able to take the results that we have and be able to use them in a practical sense or, or what, how do we interpret it or, or whatever? Absolutely. So you've got four colors, Josh. You've got red, white, blue, and yellow. Of course, since we are all individuals, one of the things that we want to keep in mind is some of us are going to figure out that we are a combination. When you think about what the driving core motive is for each of those colors, and those colors are just something for you to kind of hang your hat on to be able to better understand it. So reds, their driving core motive is power. Now, for some people, that doesn't leave a great connotation. So what I like to say is reds are your doers. They are going to be those folks that get you from point A to point B. They're all about the end goal. Whites, married to white, you actually came in at over 50% white. White's driving core motive is peace. What I like to say about whites is they provide phenomenal clarity. They're all about maintaining steady state because they want to stay in a state of peace. And we can dive into these a little more, however you would like. A yellow, their driving core motive is fun. Again, some people are like, fun? I love the personality of yellow. They're all about being in the moment. They are optimistic. They bring energy and just a really fun spirit. They do like a little bit of structure, but they like to be in the moment. And then we have blue. Blue's driving core motive is intimacy. And then we're not talking about physical intimacy. We're actually talking about connection. 
Blues are your connectors. They are the people that feel. They are all about quality and value. So when you start to learn these things about yourself, then you start to be able to pick out and play with this in terms of your relationship with others. And that's where it becomes so significant. For my husband and I, we've been married 16 years. I wish we had this before we were married. It's actually been a game changer in understanding why we act the way we do, what is driving us, and then we start to communicate better. And the one thing that I will say before I go any further is that this is a tool in your toolbox. I believe that just because we say, well, my driving core motive is power, my driving core motive is fun or peace or connection, we still have to bring into it the subject of character. Just because, for example, I'm a red, my driving core motive is power, getting things done, it doesn't mean that I don't bring my character into it and understand what that means to others and how to better communicate. I just find these so fascinating. And, and one thing I like to do uh-huh. is sometimes even maybe I'm wrong in doing this, but mm-hmm. but one thing I like doing is like, I see a little bit from this one and a little bit from this one, mm-hmm. as far as like I've taken the disc and the mm-hmm. strength finders mm-hmm. and I'll like try to find, okay, how do these two match together to be able to right. kind of like, okay, this is who I am. And so I have all kinds of things going through my head <laughs> with this. So I do know that when I took the test that I struggled with several of the answers because it just didn't seem, it was like I couldn't pick it. It was either where I couldn't narrow down which one identified me best, or it's like, well, none of these really identify with me. And so I did struggle with a couple of those. I'm so glad that you brought that up. I have a very good friend who I will just say was a military um, kid. Some people don't like the connotation military brat. So she traveled a lot and she was constantly being exposed to new environments. She was constantly, you know, having to meet new people, make new friends and so on. And as a result of that, what we found is that she is actually yellow. She loves to be in the moment. But the challenge that she had was answering the questions from the perspective of when she was a kid. And that is something that I always try to let people know when we're going to take a deeper dive into color code, is it wants you to think about who you were. For me, I joke, it was before I learned how to get along well with others, who you are at your core. And so for some people, those questions can be hard because you have to think back to, well, what was I like? as a kid. And we think about maybe the training that we've had in our jobs or the training that we've had with our family members and so on. And sometimes we've had to modify that maybe even out of our own authentic self in order to be part of a group or be part of others. And so I'm really glad that you brought that out because for some, they do think about it. For people who are the blue in the color code, they're your thinkers. And blues can often struggle with what I call analysis paralysis. So if I sense when I'm meeting with someone that they have some blue in them, I tell them, don't overthink those questions. Just let them kind of hit you in the gut and move on, which is what we have to do a lot of times with personality tests. Because if you are a critical thinker or you're one of those people that is constantly bringing up scenarios to your head, you can got, kind of get choked in answering the questions. And I've discovered that on some other tests as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I didn't see like my full analysis. And so I didn't didn't see like the breakdown. But I, I mean, just by that description, I almost feel like I have a good amount of blue as well. But yes. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to get the full analysis of that just uh, 
satisfy my curiosity, if nothing else. <laughs> you know, it's so glad that you, you mentioned that. So my primary color is a red, but coming up right behind it is blue. And what makes that significant in understanding the whole piece of the pie is the red, get things done, and the white, peace, clarity, steady state, come from a position of logic. The blue and the yellow, blue connection, yellow fun, in the moment, they come from a position of emotion. So often when I talk to people, they're like, I have my own internal struggles. And if you have kind of both of those pieces, you may. Where it really gets significant when I'm coaching people is where they go in times of stress. Because for some, their primary color just drives in and gets really into overboard. Or if they're in a place of stress, not in the healthiest mental state, that secondary color can come in with the limitations of that secondary color. So knowing kind of the whole piece of the pie, again, we are all individuals with our own bents and makeup. And that individual, that whole piece of the pie really kind of helps to give you the full picture. Nice. So let's imagine that you're working with one of your clients. How would you mm-hmm. work with them? How would you help them take the test? Mm-hmm. So how would you work with them to take the first step or steps after doing that? And you're trying to help them get to the next step. Yeah. One of the things that about the color code is it gives us a common language, just like organizations where DISC is maybe the main profile, et cetera. You always want to make sure that you're not labeling someone or that they're establishing their entire identity around that. But those different profiles do give you a common language just to kind of understand where someone is coming from and maybe what their bent is. So the color code is actually presents a really great full report that gets into things like needs and wants and strengths and limitations. So when I review that, I always like to do a debrief with anyone who is open. We hone in on some of those pieces more than anything to help that person with their self-awareness more identify with what's going on with them. If you have someone who is just overcome with overthinking and rumination, the first thing is identifying that. Okay, that's what's going on with me. If you have someone who's always kind of dealing with the fact that they always want to be right and they always think they're right, um, that's a red. And so it's understanding where they're coming from. Then you've got kind of a common language to really then start to flesh out what's your end goal? What are the things that you want to do? What are your dreams? I've learned so much that there's two things that people kind of have in common lately. One is tremendous fear of failure. And the other is they've stopped dreaming. They've stopped thinking of what I learned in business school, their BHAG, their big, hairy, audacious goal. And what I try to offer to them is, why not at least state that big, hairy, audacious goal? I'm five foot two. I fully realize that unless I've just got a killer pair of shoes, I'm never going to be six feet tall. So we're not talking about being unrealistic. We're talking about thinking about that true purpose and intention that you were built for and being willing to dream about it. I have a coaching client that I've been working with for several months. I couldn't have done this at the beginning of our relationship, but when she and I were talking the other night, she said, I'm afraid I'm going to screw up. And I just paused for a minute and I said, you will. And she just, you could tell she was having a secondary moment there. And I said, you will. And so will I, I might screw up today. I'm definitely going to probably screw up tomorrow. 
So what happens? How do we give ourselves that resilience back from failure? So the color code begins a, the conversation and gives a foundation for thinking about all of those things. The other piece that I talk about, and I learned this really strongly, a really cool phrase that when the guy taught it to me last year, I said, I'm allowed to steal that, right? And he said, absolutely. We look at your strengths, and instead of saying weaknesses, we talk about limitations. And there is something key that I pull out that really flips the switch on how people look at their limitations. So again, the color code is a great baseline to start with that self-awareness. And I think it complements the other profiles. Where color code is differentiated, it's that driving core motive that we believe you were innately born with. Some of those other profiles, as you know, the DISC and the Myers-Briggs and others, if you have a lot of change in your life, those will change as well. Okay, excellent. I know as we were talking before, you mentioned mm-hmm. that you work with people on their habits as well. Mm-hmm. And you made a statement that intrigued me. And so I'm curious to go a little bit more into that. And that is yeah. about, you mentioned that habits can make you or break you. So yes. can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. And there's been a lot written about habits. Brian Tracy, who's been in the business space for many years. There's another guy, James Clear, who wrote a book called Atomic Habits. There are four-hour work week. I mean, there's all kinds of publications out there about habits. Mel Robbins, I think, does one on the five-second rule that I absolutely find a game changer. I really believe our habits make or break achieving our goals. If you wake up in the morning with the best of intentions and you say, today I'm going to In about five seconds, I'm going to offer that Murphy's Law is going to kick in and something is going to jump that off base. However, if you have some habits built in, if you even have some routine built in, those are actually something that will give you freedom and you're going to find that you're going to be able to achieve your goals and make those strategic steps that you need even better. The back of my business card says, Every step is greater than the sum. And I love that because it's all of those many steps that get you to where you want to go. I'll give you an example. My husband and I, I'm in midlife now, and there are things that are appearing like a middle role that I wasn't anticipating in midlife. My husband and I went on a trip of lifetime last year to Italy. And honestly, being realistic and very uh, transparent with you, I wanted to feel good about how I looked in our pictures. So I started thinking about what can I do that will work for me to get some of this weight off. And I had tried some various apps and there was a new app that I had been exposed to. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this app. This particular app did something for me because I'm all about the end goal. It gave me projections. So if I was consistent about entering, all I did was track my carbs. If I was consistent about entering my carbs, didn't track calories, didn't track macros or any of that, just my carbs, then it was accurate about telling me where I would be in the next week, in the next two weeks. It blew me away how accurate it was. Now, I had to find something that works for me. But that is an example of when I built in the habit of recording into this app, then I was able to achieve the goal of the weight loss. Did I lose everything I wanted? No, I probably started a little too late, but it did. 
it worked. I can look at those pictures. Now, I'm never going to be skinny mini, but I can look at those pictures and feel a lot better about myself than where I was before. And that's the other thing that I'd like to pull out of this when we talk about habits is we've got to find what works for you. Many, many years ago, I had a professional organizing business. And one of the things that I knew is you cannot cookie cut people. You've got to find out what will work for them. An example, I have a very creative friend. She paints and she writes. She's just beautifully creative. And when I'm starting my business, you know, you do some internship, you do some freebies. And she said, well, you could come to my desk and I'll give you feedback. So I went and I organized her desk. And a few days later, she said, I figured out why it wasn't working for me. And this was such a good learning for me in my 20s. And I said, well, fill me in because you were happy with it. We worked through it together. She said it wasn't pretty enough. She needed beauty in that space. And that is where habits become really important. What works for you may not work for the person next to you. We're all individuals. And so it's important to work with that person on figuring out what's going to work for them. Yeah, that's interesting. You reminded me of something that my wife and I are working on and because we're going through a weight slash health thing as well. And so I started this a little while ago. And for the first time in my life, I mean, I've been struggling with my weight for over 10 years now. And Mm -hmm. for the first time, I finally went to the doctor, brought it up to him to be able to see what I should do and things like that. Because you know, all the different diet and exercise programs and all that, they always say, consult your doctor, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, forget that. I'm just going to do it my own anyway. And that's what I had done periodically over the last 10 years. Well, after I talked to the doctor, he suggested two things. He suggested the keto diet, which I had already tried before, mm-hmm. and I had some success. And so very similar to what you were talking about there, counting carbs and limiting that. And so there was that, but then there was also intermittent fasting. Mm, yes. I started looking into that and he recommended a book and I read the book. I started with the intermittent fasting and I started using an app to work with that and it's called Zero. And basically the app just helps you keep track of the window that you have to be able to eat and then the time that you're going to be fasting. And so, so when it comes time to eat, you, you push the button and it starts your eating window. And then when you're done eating, you push the button again and it tells you how long you have till you're supposed to eat again. Wow. And so it makes it really easy to be able to do that. Well, one problem, or well, I had a couple problems. <laughs> <laughs> is for one, I stopped using the app because like, oh, I can just track it on my own. Uh-uh. Well, my window kept going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Part of that is my willpower is mm-hmm. that because I was overcoming being a breakfast eater my entire life. And now it's like, yeah. okay, I'm having the weight. And so that was a struggle in itself. But anyway, so I got out of the habit of using the app. I only used it for, I don't remember, maybe a, a couple of weeks. So now I'm getting back to using it. But then my wife started doing intermittent fasting just a week ago. Mm. which is something that will help me because now I have an accountability built into it a little bit more than just her checking on me, but it's her actually doing it. And so me seeing her do it, it's like, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. That kind of, right. So she really likes the app. I mean, and, and she's like, she's been religious about it. So that's been a help. So that you reminded me of that as you were talking about the app that you used. So that was really good. And I also liked the part that you mentioned in there about creating freedom yeah. with the habits. And I think that's a different way of viewing habits too, is a lot of times we might be looking at the limitations right. that 
maybe created by certain habits or, or different things like that instead of the freedom that it creates. Mm. So I think that's really interesting. Are you able to elaborate a little bit more on some of that part? Thanks, Josh. I'll give you away the trade secret that I stole from someone else. And <laughs> I heard this from a very successful retired business person. He actually was doing SCORE. So if you've not heard of SCORE, SCORE is retired executives that are now teaching and training entrepreneurs, people that want to be in business. And so I went to some of their sessions and he said, we, we, we grew up thinking we were supposed to do things with our weaknesses, you know, make them better, destroy them, make them in your strengths and all of that. And I'm nodding. He said, no. And I'd heard this from a fellow student in graduate school. And I should have listened to him because he became phenomenally successful. If you've heard of VeggieTales, this guy was part of that. Hmm. And I should have listened. I should have listened. But this guy said it again, and I guess, you know, sometimes some of us take a little while. And he said, you want to maximize your strengths and neutralize your limitations. I loved it. It has been something I'm using with my coaching clients. I'm using it in my coaching programs. I'm using it for myself. If you are a yellow, some yellows, they're just in the moment. I have a relative that if there is a better party, he's going to give you a hug and a peck on the cheek and say, I'm out of here because the party's over here. And we have learned that's his style. And if he's with you, he is with you. He is attentive. He is fun loving. He is a teenager and he'll still give you a hug and a kiss and he will do it in front of anyone, which is wonderful. But we also know when he is somewhere else having a good time, we are not in his zone. That is not something that is so bad. A strength of his is being able to be an enjoyable person to be around. He brings a sense of optimism. Now, when he was a little boy and he was at our house, we could follow the trail of toys. We <laughs> would say, there has been a Nicholas here. One of my favorite photographs is he's in the middle of the living room floor, curled up with his Spider-Man blanket, surrounded by toys, fast asleep. Now, Big Brother is a blue. Big Brother, you didn't see a trail. Big Brother didn't open doors and cabinets and have to have the electrical outlets covered, things like that. There are different strengths. So how would you neutralize a limitation Maybe somebody's not organized. Maybe they have trouble keeping track of time. What makes technology so cool today, you talked about it with your intermittent fasting app. I should do that more. I've tried it. Technology is here and we can use that as a tool. If you are someone that is always late, there's technology out there to remind you in a million different ways. If you are someone who is disorganized, there's technology out there. There are personal assistants out there, professional organizers that can help you with that limitation to neutralize it so you can go and be your best self. Um, so that's why I like to talk about, I just thought that was such a game changer to speak about the neutralization instead of beating yourself up, instead of saying, I should. My personal belief is everyone should take should out of our vocabulary. We should not do the you should to others to, or to ourselves because what it turns into is shame and blame. I haven't seen much productive come out of that word. Let's think about how we neutralize it. 
I really love that. I love that perspective. I love that that whole idea there of mm-hmm. being able to frame our strengths and not weaknesses, but the limitations. Yeah. That's interesting. And so I really yeah. like that. I'm going to have to utilize that more myself. So can you give a little bit more information about what you do, what you offer and things like that, how people can be able to get a hold of you? Yes, thank you. So I've got a couple of group coaching programs. We're going to start another series in a few weeks. And I don't like to separate by generations. I think we are all our own individuals. I've probably said that ad nauseum in our talk together. But I have a couple of coaching programs because of just the way that I've seen things with people. So I have a coaching program called Next. And we are doing this via Zoom because people are all over the country are involved in these programs. And Next is for people over 40 who are trying to figure out their next. So they maybe they're ready for a career transition. Yeah, they may be, for example, some of the people in my program right now, there are a couple of widows. There are a couple empty nesters. They're trying to figure out what's next. Now, we're not trying to predict the future. Uh, can't do it. Definitely can't do it. We all thought we had 2020 vision, right? But what are the tools that we need to go forward into our next? So that's one of the coaching programs I'm doing. That's a six-week program. We do it about every other Saturday. The other one is called grow. And I've got a really cheesy grow analogy. We talk about seeds and plants and trellises. And I am by no means a gardener. My husband handles all Mm -hmm. of that. But what it is for is for Gen Y and Gen Z. And it's about development. And the reason I developed this is I thought about myself in my 20s. And there were two things I wish I had been. One, I wish I'd been more coachable. I have to figure it out all by myself. Now, that could be Gen X. We could always label if we want. Probably shouldn't. But I was a latchkey kid. So I was home alone for a few hours. And there wasn't anybody directing me. I had to figure things out. And I carried that into my early adulthood where I did not seek help the way I should have. Should, there's that word. The other thing is I had people willing to mentor me, but I wasn't open to the coaching. I wasn't open to saying, yeah, I could really use some help in my interpersonal relationships. I could really use some help in my interview skills. And so what GROW is, we actually, the second session is on habits. We are looking literally at our morning routine and our evening routine. Because again, those are the things that move you into where you are. Now, the GROW program does also look at things a little bit from a faith perspective because so much about what we do is in our identity, who we think we are, what kind of value we do or do not know we are created with. And so GROW is that. We are looking at our identity, who we are, where we are today, and then starting to develop that plan and structure to get to where we want to go. And that is something that has come out a lot within that Gen Y, Gen Z. And again, I don't like to label, is that structure. That is something I hear a lot. Two things, one, confidence, and the second is structure. So I've actually monikered my GROW program, be ready, be confident, grow. I like that. We'll make sure to have links to your programs Thank you. in the show notes. And for, for those listening, you can either swipe over in your podcast app to be able to get that, or you can also go to successroadpodcast.com slash 418 to be able to get the show notes and we can be able to do that. So Kelly, thank you for joining with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you appreciate this episode and if you think there's someone that you think would be 
helped by it, you can be able to share this with them. That would be very helpful and appreciated. I'll look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.